You know, Rosie's House is a youth development organization, and we are interested in helping families to give their kids opportunities to develop in their growing their character and becoming great, uh, great adults, helping them to experience something that they have to persevere through. That's Marvin Scott, the Program and Community Engagement Director of Rosie's House. I'm Melissa Green. Welcome to another episode of Heart of the Arts. Thank you for coming on our podcast Thank today. you so much for having me. I'm, I'm delighted to be here. I'm excited to learn more about you for our community, to learn more about you because you've been teaching and raising musicians for 20 something years now. And uh, you started when Rosie's house was still, was it still the house that she purchased? Yes, it was. Yeah, I started in the little house, which uh, Rosie and her husband Woody had purchased uh, in a neighborhood downtown Phoenix. I think it's the Oakland neighborhood. Okay. And uh, this is really close to the Capitol. It's like 17th Avenue and Van Buren. Okay. And um, when I started there, it was like 1999 or 2000. Rose House had already been in operation for a few years. It mm-hmm. started in 1996. Um, but uh, when I started there, it was undesirable to live in downtown Phoenix. Now, it, now it's mm. very desirable to mm. live downtown Phoenix. But at that time, it was not. Um, when they purchased that house, they renovated it. And it was just so fantastic. They had a garden in the front and the back. And there was a gentleman who took care of the house who lived in the back. But they, they had made it kind of like a beacon of of hope in the neighborhood, right? And it was just so fantastic. And it was like neighborhood kids who came to the house to get lessons. That was like the start of when I was there, that was like the origins of it. And it was really, really, it was a really, really sweet and nice and um, the perfect like service for the neighborhood, you know? And I was just like, oh, this is a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it congrats on such a, I guess, a successful and fulfilling career. Yeah, thanks. So you teach, uh, you started teaching. I, I want to get into what um, you're doing now with the new location, the new campus and expansion, but you started teaching saxophone. So when did you get into music and who inspired you? Oh, this is great. So I started playing music, I started playing saxophone when I was in the fourth grade. Mm. And uh, when I was in the third grade, we had the family reu- reunion, and I w- that was the first time I had actually been to a family reunion. I was in third grade, and my cousin, uh, cousin Vincent, he played the saxophone at the family reunion, and I thought that was the coolest thing I had ever seen in my life. I told my dad, I have to be able to, I have to do this. Yeah. And so uh, when I get fourth grade next year, uh, it was the time to sign up for band. And I said, you know, I want to play saxophone. Dad, and they had all the instruments that they would come out and that they had out, and I, I picked saxophone. And my dad, being the incredible man that he was, it, most people rented their instruments, and my dad, he bought me a saxophone. Aww. And so he he, found, he had found a student who wasn't going to use it anymore. He graduated from ASU or U of A or something like that, and, and so my dad bought me the saxophone. And so I, I attribute my you know my trajectory in music to, to that because. It was my thing. I I owned the saxophone. You know, I didn't rent it. And so I stayed in band all the way through grade school, all the way to graduation at 12th grade. And it was because the sax was mine. You know, I never had to turn it back in or anything like that. It was my horn. And every Mm. year I I signed up for for music because that was my thing. And um, I was also I also played a lot of sports, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but but music was also my thing. And so I stayed with it all the way. And, and you know, it was because of that. You know, my my dad, he said he bought it and that was mine. I remember renting out the flute in (laughs) the fifth and sixth grade. And yeah, I think that would um, make a big difference having it as 
your own. Yeah. So you've gotten to see so much change in yeah. in the city, yeah. um, downtown Phoenix specifically. So what do you? Th- how has music education in schools changed? Because you have a lot of experience outside of the states as well. That's correct. Can you explain like this is how? I experienced music education in classrooms. Here's what I, I think of it today. Mm. I experienced going into student teach where certain lower income communities didn't have like music rooms. They were practicing back in like the storage areas yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And I I didn't that wasn't my experience. Right. Right. As a kid. Yeah. Yeah. My experience as a kid was pretty was fantastic. You know, I really had a great um, grade school education experience, and I'm very fortunate for that. And um, the schools, the district that I grew up in, you know, had great music programs, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I had great band directors all the way through. And those programs fed the, the elementary program, fed into the middle school program, and that program fed into the high school program. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was fortunate to be in an environment like that. And I think that that does still exist in some places, but it's not as robust as it was when I was a kid. Um, I think that it was more permeated throughout all the most districts, you know, had that type of had that type of programming, mm-hmm. um, and now I feel like it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't exist in that same way, as much as robust as it was uh, at the time when I was in grade school. And so there's a lot of kids now nowadays who don't have the opportunities to get involved in music in that same way, where the elementary school feeds into the middle and then feeds into the high school and all those programs work together so that yeah. the music experience for kids. Um, is uh, impactful and um, programs the first the first thing that schools go for I said this is kind of cliche but it is true in, in a lot of ways is they go for to cut things uh, they have to make decisions sometimes and and the extracurricular or maybe the arts might be the place that they go for because um, schools are beholden to uh, the high level academics you know with with the core subjects and so they they don't cut those of course right right um, and so I feel like nowadays there are schools and environments and education where they just don't, kids don't have the opportunities um, that I feel like I had, I know that that I had uh, in music or in arts in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so amazing that when I was talking with Becky, now there's 500 students at Rosie's yeah. house. Yeah, we getting... have 559 kids enrolled this year, right now. Yeah. That's so, and you're giving them free lessons. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, what is the camaraderie like among the teachers? Because all of you have college education. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that's are true. musically, professionally trained. Yeah, our, our our faculty are incredible, and most of them are teachers in the valley and professional musicians as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're all part time at Rosie's House. Obviously, our our program is after school, yes. so they're working all day, and then they come and do Rosie's House. Um, some one day a week, and then some a couple days a week, depending on upon the classes that they have. Um, so they are fantastic, and um, we have. Uh, 23 faculty um, right now, and, and six of them uh, uh, doctoral recipients. Uh, we have very highly educated faculty, and, and that lends itself to a high level of programming that we offer at Rosie's House. These kids are going on to receive just such an amazing education, yeah. and they get to see their teachers or um, professors mm-hmm 
also out in the community. That's true, yeah. As well. Yeah. So are you part of any uh, groups or do your students get to come out and watch you play saxophone or Yeah, I so I I play in uh I play in a couple of bands um, mm-hmm. around the still, and uh, one of them is a funk soul band. Ooh. It's called Calumet. And uh, mm-hmm. I also play in a jazz uh, big band called the New Guard Big Band here in the Valley. And um, so those things keep me fresh and keep my saxophone chops happening. Yeah. Um, one time I was playing out in Tempe at the Tempe Marketplace, and uh, a couple of the, the one of the families that comes to Rosie's house, they you know they they were out there in the crowd waving at me, and I said, "Oh, that's great!" You know. So yeah, I've I've been out in the community playing, and families have spotted me. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you're from Phoenix, is that correct? I was born in Northern California, but mm. I consider Phoenix my home because we moved here when I was such a young child. So. Yeah. And and what keeps you here in Phoenix? I mean, I know the work that you do, but yeah. you know, is it any anything specific about the community, the art scene? You know, me coming here, it's it's so diverse and uh-huh. so vibrant and so yeah. active. Uh-huh. I think that we have a great city. You know, Phoenix, we have we have great living here, and that's why people come here. And you know, it's so desirable for people in other parts of the United States to come to Phoenix because the living's great, and the weather for the most of the year is fantastic, right? And yes. we just survive the summer. Every year I tell myself, God, it's so hot. I've lived here my entire life. It's just like, <laughs> man. But we survive the summer, and, um, and, and, and the living is really good. And I think that, you know, all of the um, development that's happening in the entire metro area of Phoenix, and then especially with downtown, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, we have a vibrancy that's really up and coming, and um, I think it's really, really great. We have a great food culture that's up and coming, and um, and the musician uh, scene in Phoenix, even though we are a big metropolis, uh, is very tight knit, you know. And uh, once you start to get into the network, you really start to um, connect with a lot of different people, and that lends itself to a lot of um, cross-pollination, if you will, across genres and different things. And so that's a really great thing to be involved in as well. Yeah. Let's talk about a little bit more about your work as, okay, so you're still teaching program director and community engagement. Mm -hmm. So what is under the umbrella of program director with Rosie's House? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, all of the things dealing with the program, the, the faculty and all of the directions and curriculum that we have for the students and the opportunities for them um, falls under that umbrella. Okay. And um, I, you know, the the position is kind of analogous to a, a principal because we have so many kids and families involved. Um, it's a lot. and um, But it's great work. And uh, I'm really, really uh, grateful to be doing it. You know, I'm not teaching any of the classes anymore. I'm not the, I was the saxophone teacher at one time, but I'm not anymore. Sometimes I step into some classes to fill in for teachers if they're not available. I've done that. Um, but, but generally, it's just making sure running the program, uh, like I said, analogous to a principal. And then the other part of it, the community engagement part, is getting the word out about Rosie's House, making connections where Rosie's House can be a benefit for the community and also um, growing opportunities for the students um, at Rosie's House. So we have a couple of different areas of the pro- of Rosie's House program that lend themselves for students to be active in the community. One of them is called Musicians Active in Community, where uh, the kids get a chance to go and perform outside of Rosie's House in different okay. community spaces in support of those initiatives 
initiatives in partnership with those other organizations um, that would like to have music or something involved. One of them, a couple of them, the Art Museum uh, downtown mm. and uh, also the uh, MIM, which is a fantastic, fantastic museum. Yes. Uh, we also uh, work with the Herberger and mm. uh, we also partnership with Banner Hospital uh, and okay. um, in support of having music as a therapy for people who are visiting the hospital there. Okay. And so with the expansion, so you have this grand opening happening on November 5th, Mm -hmm. and your new campus is uh, 15,000 square foot. And I uh, toured it um, this past spring. It's beautiful. There's um, there's a new, uh, how would you phrase it, like a tech... Um, studio for kids to use, what are they using, Pro Tools? They're using Ableton. Is Ableton, our, yeah, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Same yeah. same thing, basically, oh. just to... Yeah, it's a great, great um, uh, space for us. So, yes, you were correct, 15,000 square feet. Um, currently, we have, out of that 15,000, we have 12 of it active right now and, wow. and then developing the last 3,000 of it um, for, for a new purpose. And uh, But it's an incredible... Um, uh, space, uh, all of the perfect spaces and amount of space and the different sizes um, that are active for our program. Uh, where we were before, uh, we had space, um, but they weren't different sizes and purposed differently for to, to customize for our program. And this space is that. Uh, yeah. We have a wonderful performance hall, um, also a great rehearsal hall, our largest spaces. Um, then we have classrooms for our small groups. We have studios for our private lessons. And then like you were mentioning, the Digital Creativity Center, Mm. uh, where we have uh, our technology uh, outfitted in that area where kids can basically produce their own record, uh, the the latest and greatest uh, tools and and, uh, technology in that space for kids to get involved in music in the digital environment um, as an extension of our program. I know that it was mentioned that Piano is always a big one. Piano, keyboard, I'm assuming violin as well. But how have kids taken to um, the digital creative space? I I assume that that's got to be something really exciting and it's all hands on and they just have that 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 space to explore. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, we have about 30 kids enrolled in that area of the programming. It's, it's one of the newer areas of our program, and so it's growing. Um, and uh, I, I love digital music, and I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for it. Um, as much as I love uh, being a, a, a musician uh, playing wind instrument, I think that in the digital space is another opportunity for kids to get involved in music. They learn all the different elements in the digital spaces they would in playing an instrument you know they still mm-hmm. have to work on learning about harmony and learning about melody and rhythm and putting all those elements together in order to create a song or some kind of piece and so they they experience that in the digital space and it's kind of an extension of being um, being an actual instrumentalist and that's yeah. really really fantastic and we also want programming that space to support other areas of our program as enrichment for our kids and our families um, one of them being our college path program 
mm. right now, nine, about 97, over the past five to 10 years, 97% of Rose House graduates go on to college or university. And that takes a lot of work to, um, to help them prepare for that. So our college path program is there to help them fill out the FAFSA and scholarship opportunities and, and filling out college applications. And so not, we know that not the pandemic taught us that not all of our um, families have access to technology in their home. Mm. We actually had our program online throughout the entirety of the year that schools were out. And we discovered that some of our students were signing on to our online classes through their telephone. And oh, wow. uh, yes, yeah, so we, 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 we discovered that um, access to just a computer and the internet is vital. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so that space uh, is very, very important for the extension of our enrichment and what we're able to offer as services for our families. Yeah. I mean, as someone who, you know, was kind of the first person in my family to go to college, it can be really daunting and mm-hmm. really stressful. Yeah. So that's really nice that you're kind of help, helping them ease into all of the aspects that they need to know about and yeah. to help them prepare. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Is there anything else that students or families, parents that might interest them in applying? Yes. Uh, one of the one of the uh, incredible needs that we discovered a few years ago for Rosie's house um, was uh, after school kids come they're, after school they're hungry. Mm-hmm. And so because we're an after-school program, um, uh, kids came, were coming to the classes and teachers were, you know, they were saying, oh, yeah, they're, they're coming hungry. They need snacks. And so teachers were bringing their own snacks for kids and whatnot to, you know, help them through um, yeah. the class. And so when I came on, that was a, that was a need that, that uh, was on the table for us. And uh, in connection now with St. Mary's Food Bank, which is an incredible organization, uh, we serve their kids' cafe meal. Um, pack. And uh, last year, we serviced about 3,500 meals uh, throughout the year, which is incredible. Um, And with the uh, high need for food and in the community, uh, that service, we're on trajectory to actually double that as we've increased in the amount of families and kids that we have at Rose House this year. Yeah. Uh, we may be up to some, something like 7,000 meals. Oh my and gosh. it's incredible. So at St. Mary's Food Bank, they're just so fantastic. They deliver the meals every day and it's a, it's a cold meal pack, but mm-hmm. we're able to offer that meal service to any child that's on our campus under 18 years old, uh, participating in our program, that opportunity. And, and we discover that it's a high need and, and parents are really grateful for it. So we're really happy to have that as part of our program. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, it's important for focus and study and all that good stuff. When, yeah. You know, yeah. uh, trying to master an instrument is just a beast in its it own is. little world. It is. It is. You can't do it hungry. <laughs> no. <You know? laughs> so, uh, but we have, we have like nine areas of music instruction uh, at Rosie's house, uh, piano, strings, winds, voice, mm. guitar, mariachi, Ooh. digital music, and early childhood is one area that we are growing in. It's one of our piloting programs. We're extending our program into what we call music explorations. Okay. Um, right now, we we have kids uh Opportunities for kids at grades one through twelve, right, all grade school, and so music explorations is extending that uh, for our kids who are pre-K and kindergarten, and we hope to grow mm. that um, area of our program as well. And then we also added percussion, which is a new pilot area of our programming, and so we have some students in that dedicated to just playing drums and and all and as a drum ensemble. So that's one of the newest areas of our programming as well. 
that's got to be a fun outlet for kids. Maybe if they're, like you said, you kind of set them up, you have your college program, but I'm sure a lot of kids come come after school to learn an instrument for the camaraderie and, Mm -hmm. you know, just to like, for lack of a better term, just kind of have a good time and have an experience without the pressure of like, oh, I have to do this as my career. Yeah, that's so true. You know, we are, we our title of our organization, Rose House Music Academy, uh, mm-hmm. but we're not necessarily keen or focused on developing students to go on to become musicians specifically or to attend college university specifically for music. You know, Rosie's House is a youth development organization, mm-hmm. and we are interested in helping uh, families and parents, helping to to give their kids opportunities to develop in their growing their character and becoming great, uh, great adults, um, helping them to uh, experience something that they have to persevere through, or or helping giving them confidence in area, in ways that they didn't have before. You know, these are skills that necessarily you can't put tied into a specific core curriculum in school or whatnot. But we know mm-hmm. that those things are important in a child's development and and having a mentor, somebody that they know that they can lean on as a teacher that they can confide in and and, um, help them to grow through different areas of different things that they're experiencing in life, not just working on the craft, but help have somebody to help guide them. And so Rosie's House is there for that purpose. And and we know that that's um, very, very important because the kids have told us at their, you know, as they've gone through the program and graduated and given us feedback, um, they said that the things that were most important through them for their experience was having a teacher who that they knew that they could have confidence in and that they could share with that helped them help them develop or grow through some specific uh, thing, that hurdle that they maybe have, were, were working on, um, or that yeah. the, the opportunity to play their instrument helped them to learn how to plan and goal set and, mm-hmm. and to, uh, to be focused on developing that craft. Um, but it wasn't just about playing, but all the different ways of working through the development of it was what was yeah. important for them. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, we are, we're focused on, on helping kids in those ways. They don't ever ask you to like help with their math homework. No, no right. No, not, <laughs> I, we, we have got kids doing homework, you know, and waiting yeah, for their class, but that's great. Right. But, they, but, but uh, yeah, you know, there's like, do they help us doing their math homework? I have to ask the teachers, anybody pulling out a math book in class? I don't think so. But, you know, the kids are, 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 are at Rosie's house. They want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, they really want to be in their lessons. They're happy to be there. Uh, the families are happy to be there. It, the environment is charged with positivity in that way. And, and so that that's really, really great. So out of like all of these scenarios and stories you told, is there one that was like really, I don't know if life changing is right, but like, you know, just kind of like a great example of the work that you do and why you do it and the impact. Yeah, yeah. I've got two that I want to share. Okay. Um, first, one of our uh, graduating students had shared this story about, uh, now this student in particular was was very accomplished at Rosie's house. Um, and uh, when 
he was one of the high-performing students. And that's great. We do have a lot of those. They play very, very well. And he actually mm-hmm. went on to college, university, to play uh, his instrument, his flute. And, mm-hmm. um, but he, when returning and talking and sharing about his story, about his experience at Rosie's house, he shared that Rosie's house did not just benefit him, but it benefited his family. Because mm-hmm. as he was studying and preparing to go to college because of Rosie's house and, and, and the music trajectory that he was on, his father, who had not gone to college university, I think actually might not have graduated high school, was inspired and took it upon himself to enroll and complete his education and go on to college university as well, oh, wow. which is so fantastic, isn't yeah. it? That, the, that, that, that opportunity for the student um, trickled into influencing his family, his, his, his father. And mm-hmm. I just think that that's such an incredible testament to the power of what the work that we're doing at Rosie's house. Yeah. And also, um, most recently, we expanded our board and we've okay. expanded to include one of Ro- a Rosie's House alumni and a Rosie's House parent. And Ooh. both of those people who are now involved in the board are longstanding members of our community in, in Rosie's House. Um, the, the parent who had Many, several children who went through Rose House program. One of them, who was a student of mine, is a saxophone uh, student, and then uh, the alumni who uh, who's returned to be on the board was one of my students as well. Oh wow! And who graduated from Rosie's House, went on to military service, and and now as an adult is working in in the tech industry, but is back here in Phoenix, and is now rejoined Rosie's house as a board member. And wow. I think that that's an incredible testament to the to the service and, and how people are interested in giving back and how yeah. our program has uh, influenced our community in, in a positive way. And I mean, I feel like, you know, you do have those moments, especially as a teacher of like where you get a little hard on yourself or, you know, maybe it's harder to sometimes see the big picture. Mm-hmm. Was that ever the case for you when you were kind of growing and helping them build all of this success? Yeah, you know, I that's that's a great question. You know, when I first started with Rosie's House, as I mentioned, it was a very, very sweet and kind and mission or service focused mission um, in this little home in central Phoenix. And it was small, but it was something that was very special. And um, at that time when I joined, I had no idea it would turn into what it is today. You know, it was just something really nice to do. And uh, and now here it is really impacting a lot of families and our community. I never saw it growing into what it is today, but I'm definitely grateful to still be a part of it. Yeah, to see students come back. We talked about one of the students that was on Classical Next Honoree who said Mm -hmm. like his goals are to be like a a composer of like video game music. And, you know, just to see them go out in the community and um, like you said, just kind of like give back and have their own successes because of this community service, yeah, you know? Yeah. So let's, what's happening at the grand opening on the 5th? Are you allowed to talk about yes, what's I'm happening? Yes, ex- I'm excited to share about that. <laughs> so we have a new building in downtown Phoenix. Rosie's house has always been in 
downtown Phoenix and families come from all over the valley to down to our um, location to participate in our program. And since we were in the little house, which was Rosie's house, mm-hmm. um, uh, as the program grew out of that space, we have been in partnership with different organizations in order to house our program over the course of our uh, over, over 25 years. Um, yeah. And uh, now we finally have a new location that is Rosie's house own again without n- needing to be in partnership with anybody. So it's ours. Yes. And so we're really, really pleased um, uh, for this new place and for the impact that it's going to have on the community. And so on November the 5th, Saturday, November the 5th, from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock, we are having our grand opening and ribbon cutting ceremony. Ceremony. And so um, we are inviting the community to come out and see our new beautiful location, which is on 9th Street in Jefferson in downtown. And uh, we have uh, fun and games for the community. We have some uh, performances by our students and uh, a couple of different um uh, activities for kids to get involved in uh, in in our new space at the time, and uh, we really, really are excited to announce and show off uh, what we have, and uh, and invite families to come and see and see if uh, this opportunity would be a great of service for them or for somebody that they know. Uh, we're excited for the, like I said, the impact that this new space is going to allow us to have on the community for a long time. Well, congrats again. I. It's a beautiful space. It has that feel of a music academy, but it, like you said, everyone feels comfortable there. They like being there. It's yeah. just kind of this safe space to come explore. That's true. That's exactly right. I don't know if um, you can envision it, but my last question is how how do you see the next five years or the expansion? Or That's a great question. Thanks. So you definitely are growing and uh, we yeah. have reached 559 students this year, and we are on trajectory to continue to grow in this new facility that we have uh, over the course of the next three years, hopefully getting to 650, and then even wow. further from there. Um, the newest areas of our program, as I've shared with you, percussion um, and, and getting into That's early huge. childhood through music explorations, and of course, that digital creativity center and digital music are incredible uh, opportunities opportunities for kids to get involved in music, even if they're not an instrumentalist, um, but uh, want to explore music through the digital space. Those are huge um, uh, budding areas of our program. And of course, then still all of the other opportunities that we have for kids to get involved in music through our core program uh, areas are going to be growing as well. And I forgot to ask, uh, obviously, classical jazz and our kids um, able to learn pop music, do they kind of get to say, do they ever get to bring something to class or for the small ensemble and say, hey, I have an idea? That's they do. They do. The okay. teachers really design their curriculum around the interest of the kids, and so uh, across all the areas of our programming, kids are playing all different styles of music, from pop to jazz, classical, all of those different, depending upon their interest. Uh, the teachers are very keen on providing the kids opportunities where they are interested in it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that they love having you as uh, their program director and just a fun person to be around and 
and to be inspired by. So again, congrats on all of your successes. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to share with you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. And I hope to have you back to talk about more. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. I'd be glad to be back and share as we continue to grow about the things that we're doing. All right. Excellent. Thanks again. Thanks. That's the Community Engagement and Program Director of Rosie's House, Marvin Scott. The opening of their brand new campus is coming up on November 5th, and it's located at 919 East Jefferson Street in downtown Phoenix. People who are interested in attending the grand opening event must reserve tickets via Rosie's House website. Tickets are free, and food and activities at the event are free as well. All the info at rosieshouse.org. For KBOX Heart of the Arts, I'm Melissa Green.